What is up, people? It is Dave. It's Duncan back from Metal Epidemic for another album review. And for this review, Duncan and I have been checking out the new album from Tokyo's Murder Doom Masters Church of Misery. The band's new album, Born Under a Mad Sign, will be released on June 16th via Rise Above Records. For those of you not in the know, formed in Tokyo, Japan in 1995, Church of Misery had a pin-sharp and focused vision from the very start. Led by bassist and mercurial riff machine Tatsu Mikami, they conjured a perfectly pulverizing new strain of doom metal purity, wherein an endless succession of monstrous pentatonic riffs collided with obnoxious levels of swing and swagger. Five full-length albums, numerous split releases, and multiple trips around the planet to spread the bloody code of doom later, few would dispute that Mikami's crew are living, breathing, riffing epitome of everything Lord Iomi taught us. And now, with the utterly peerless Born Under a Mad Sign, Church of Misery are back to reclaim the throne. After our after we released our last album, and then there were none, we kept on touring Europe and the US, says Tatsu. That lasted from 2017, 2017 yet, to April 2020. During the COVID pandemic, I lost my job for two years. The company I worked for went bankrupt thanks to the virus. But I was writing tons of new songs over this time. This is undoubtedly the best record in Church of Misery history. It's a masterpiece of doom. The songwriting, the performances, the production, everything is perfect. There are no weak points, but we are the true heirs to Black Sabbath. Uh, the riff is my top priority when it comes to songwriting, says Mikami. Uh, but I don't just need good riffs, I need the best riffs. Because in my philosophy, groove and riffs are the most important things in rock music. I just have the confidence to write better riffs than anybody else. Most important things in life, Tatsu. Yep. Groove and riffs. <laughs> uh, so, here we are. Another Church of Misery album. Uh, one that we've been looking forward to hearing. Um... Just uh, we, we didn't we didn't get this this promo that long ago, so um, yeah, the, we're recording this on the same day the album came in because we are big fans of yeah. Church of Misery, and generally, just if you're a PR company that's happening to peruse this, generally, if you give us something two days before it comes out, chances are we're not going to get around to reviewing <laughs> it. Unlikely, yeah. Uh, it's just very difficult to find the time to. Like, let's put it this way: you don't want us listening to an album once and talking about it. You want us listening to an album several times, mm. which might be difficult if it's not Church of Misery. <laughs> like, like, it's sitting like that yeah. coming that coming a bit lunchtime, Dave was like, this is coming. And I was like, I, I can do this. <laughs> we can, we so can let's do it. it. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had planned at least a couple of lessons. If, you know, I, I was obviously working today, so I was like trying to fit it in and then ended up um, I did four full listens, then I was on a fifth listen. Um, didn't get right through it the, the fifth time, but um, I, I gave it multiple spins uh, today. Uh, and I'm sure um, I will pull more from it um, on a few more listens um, oh. after this. But um, this is our initial reactions to the new Church of Misery. Um, I actually found it kind of hard to believe that <laughs> this was the follow-up to And Then There Were None from 2016. I was like, wait a minute, surely there's 
there's been something and then I was well, like, oh wait a minute. Yeah, it's, Sonic it's all these Flower. fucking side projects and stuff that I'm yeah. thinking about. Like So Sonic Flowers put out two albums in the interim and well I say two albums. One of them was a locked away in a bank vault for two decades yeah, yeah. album. To get reissues um, as well, yeah. Yeah, and then and then they released a brand new album last year. Mm, yeah. So it Tatsu's been busy. Oh yeah. yeah. Um but our heart will always lie with the Church of Misery, which I think we first listened to him to, um, st- uh, Thy Kingdom Scum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, what, 2012, 2013? Mm. Um, and that was our introduction, and that was, ju- they hit me just at their sweet spot, Dave. Oh. Just when I was fully starting to get into the doom. Yes. Like, everything was doom, and I was listening to nothing but doom and sludge and uh, and all that, all that good stuff. And that album came in, and it was a fucking revelation. Mm. And, um... I've been I've been a, a big fan since, but they'd like because he's been away and done Sonic Flower. Mm. The danger is that as you diversify into different bands, you have to split up the good riffs. Yeah, you know I've got these really good riffs here, yeah. but I need to kind of fifty percent goes to this band, fifty percent mm. goes, and that was that to me genuinely is a concern when anyone says, "Oh, I've got this new project I'm doing." I'm like, "Oh no." <laughs> just like just like one project that's like really really good as opposed yeah. to two mediocre projects mm-hmm. and the sonic flower albums have been so fucking good that there was a bit of fear i'm not gonna lie it was a yeah, bit yeah. trepidation that maybe church of misery was gonna come back and tread water a little bit mm. um i could not have been more wrong <laughs> like even if i fucking tried yeah i was the same like i think thy kingdom scum is was my introduction to the band and it's like it's still the the like oh, the bar God. like that is still like that's what we're what we're trying to go over. I liked the last album was good. I, I really yep. enjoyed, um, and then there were none. But Thy Kingdom Scum was still my go to. That's my like my Church of Misery go to album. Um, yeah, so we've got um, Tatsu, obviously, um, who's who's kind of the mastermind, the brains behind it all. Um, we've also now got the original vocalist uh, Kazuhiro, who was mm-hmm. in the band from '95 to '96. Um, so he's now back in the band to do vocals. Uh, we also have a new drummer in Toshiaki, who joined last year. Um, we've got Fumiya uh, on guitars, who has been in the band for a few years. So really, you're talking a relatively new lineup, aside from Tatsu on bass, who's like the, the OG of the band. But the rest of the members, it's only been like a year, two years, three yeah. years um, so that since this, this kind of lineup came together. Um, this release, uh, again, like the, the previous albums, um, thematically and lyrically are covering um, various serial killers. <laughs> Matt, once again, just <laughs> like, know. as if it was written for me. I know a guy who's, uh, he might have watched a documentary or two. Uh, oh man, they picked, they picked some of the best uh, for this yeah. one as well. So we've got, so they, um, went, they, went, they went for some like, tried, tested and true, okay. like, like heavyweights of the serial right. killer genre. And they okay. went a little bit off-piste and grabbed some of the, the oh, more right. obscure, which has made me... Yeah, there was, there was a couple on the list that I was like, okay, I'm not totally sure of those, but um, we've got uh, John Allen Muhammad, who was responsible for some shootings back in... That's the Washington Sniper. 2002, yeah, in Washington. Uh, Fritz Harman, the Butcher of Hanover. Uh, um, A.K.A. the Vampire of Hanover, A.K.A. the Wolfman. <laughs> see what I mean? See what I mean? Serial killer yeah. knowledge. He had uh, a Hitler moustache before Hitler had it, so technically it's okay. So is he the guy on the cover? Yes, the he's cover. the guy on the right. cover. Okay, okay. Um, we've got uh, Randy Kraft, the scorecard killer. Yeah, Randy Kraft um, was a transient killer. He right. killed people and threw them from his vehicle. Uh-huh. So, and he had a scorecard 
um, where he started marking down how many kills he actually had on right. it. Right, right. Um, um, obviously, HH Holmes is on there. Um, yep. AKA America's first serial killer. Yeah, yeah. HH Holmes is about to be immortalised in film in the new uh, Martin Scorsese movie, but right. he built a murder house. Literally built like if you imagine if Saul was a house, um, <laughs> that's H. H. Holmes. Right. Okay. Uh, we also got uh, Waco cult leader David Koresh. Yep. So everyone, there's some great documentaries on that recently. But yeah, they were they were the cult that the uh, American uh, <clears throat> American armed forces and police services rolled right through their compound, burned it to the ground, including a lot of people. Ah. So. And then uh, finally, Alaska's most notorious serial killer, um, uh, also known as the Butcher Baker, Robert yep. Christian Hansen. The most boring serial killer of all time. <laughs> Immortalised in an awful movie starring John Cusack and uh, Nicolas Cage. Oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah, it's like painfully boring. Painfully yeah. boring. Uh, Robert Hansen used to get prostitutes in his plane, private plane, fly them out in the middle of nowhere, release them, then hunt them. Um, the latest season of Dexter, the killer in that is loosely based. Mm. I know far too much. I honestly... <laughs> <laughs> we could do a whole episode this, just a quiet on that. Scene. You know what I mean? It's, uh, that's literally me. Uh, so, yeah, I'd I think, like to see that the, the band... Are, I'm a mark for this band. Is yes. That understand? Yeah. I think, uh, like, a, a, the, using, like, a concept of, of, like, basing an album around serial killers automatically you know it gives it a fairly serious tone um although when i was listening i was thinking like, if you didn't know what the album was about like you could just enjoy this album as a kind of seriously groove laden sludge oh, doom album like without they could even change like a word or two in the, the titles here and yeah. be fine it could be beltway shagger <laughs> uh, you know like, like uh <laughs> um, happy Castle Blues. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's mean? possible. It's possible. You, you, could, you could change them to anything. You would never. But I suppose that was one of the first things that struck me about this album. Mm, maybe yeah. more than some of the previous offerings is like how commercial this actually sounds. Mm. Like production aside, yeah, yeah. this is it, it's so far. It's like the to see. I'm, you know, I brought my A-game, I've done the best, you know, groove riffs. Mm. That's a bold statement. And yep. then you listen to this album, you're like, you kind of backed it up. But <laughs> yeah. um, the riffs what? are fucking incredible. Yeah. Like, they're so, so... And we're talking about memorable. Every single one of them mm. is, like, it's an earworm. Yeah. This album will be living rent-free in my head for the next, like, <laughs> 20 years. Um, yeah. he, is a, he is a riff machine, like... Just like we know that from from previous releases, um, yeah. and with the uh, the stuff in Sonic Flower and stuff, um, just like obviously now we've got uh, Famiya on on guitars as well. So they've got two of them that are just packing this album with some of the biggest, grooviest sludge you've you're likely to hear this year. It's like, yeah. I don't know, is is it is it possible Tatsu is getting better? Like what what the fuck? Like how does that happen? Like. I don't every, know. I think maybe, maybe that almost. time, maybe that time that he had where it wasn't yeah. working, maybe that like that does afford. I suppose there is that thing where if you can work one of two ways, can't it? Like you can over scrutinize what you're doing and mm. thus make it soulless because you've you've fucking extracted every inch of life out of it. Yeah. But if you live and die by the riff, yeah. Oh. And then yeah. you have time. Mm. Um. This is what you get, man. Yeah. Honestly, it's. 
Yeah, every, it's, every it's, downright, it's downright infectiously catchy. It is. It's it's impossible not to be instantly sucked into this album um, because every every riff almost outdoes the previous one. Yeah. They're like, you hear a riff, you're like, oh yeah, yes, yes, that's awesome, and then he follows it up with something better, and you're just like, how? How the fuck? Like, shouldn't be possible. Um, anyway. Um, Riffs aside, I'm sure there'll be more chat about riffs, but what do, what do we think about the, the album in general? What did, what did you make of this new release from uh, Church of Misery? We've been waiting, what was that, four, seven, is that about seven years since the last album? Yeah. What did um, you think? And it was worth every second of the week. <laughs> so, and yeah, right, we've stroked this band quite aggressively in the <laughs> intro. Um, so I can imagine there are people out there who say, oh, well, they're just fans and they're not like... And granted, I was coming into this with a degree of optimism, and I genuinely love the band. Genuinely mm. love the band. Yeah. But I've had that itch scratch with Sonic Flower for mm-hmm. the last couple of years, so it's not been to the point where I'm like, like there has been nothing <laughs> from Tatsu. He's he's still been active. Mm. So, like I said, I, I did come in with this with a bit of let's see what the band sounds like this far removed from the previous album, with the fact he's done away with some other stuff which apparently was an old interest of his let's see like how that configures back and and i like yourself had known about the lineup changes specifically vocally and that's where i want to start first Mm. i think like we've experienced when we saw them live as well their vocalist was on the more aggro side like Mm. if you imagine phil anselmo as a dr jekyll and mr hyde and he has that kind of really soulful tone but it has that kind of Phil and Selma yeah, angry tone. Hundred yeah. percent. That's what that's what the previous singer had. Yeah. yeah. This singer has more of the other side of Phil and Selma, <laughs> so he is the 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 Doctor Phil, uh-huh. so to speak. Um, that's the best I can do on short notice. <laughs> I only had a couple hours to prepare this. Uh, so he it, it, it has that tone, but it is a kind of combination. It's like a kind of weird Mulgram mixing pot of yep. everything from yep. Lemmy. Aussie, mm-hmm. Phil and Selmo. It's, it's groove-ridden. It holds a lot of melody, but yeah. it's still in a deep register. Yes. Um, and as a result, when you get to track three, uh, Freeway Madness Boogie, which is the Randy Kraft song, mm. the chorus in that one is, like, I could imagine mm. everyone singing it, like the mic out in the crowd and everyone, I'm like, fucking yes. Yeah. Um, and that was the first thing that stood out to me is like it's added an, a, a level to the band that I've not really experienced before. Even in their earlier recordings, it mm-hmm. sounded rougher. Um, the vocals sit so comfortably um, right over the the, the, the riffing. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it, it works. It works so well. So this was the first thing that stood out to me, and he is churning them out here. Like you get the kind of slow, methodical, groove-ridden um, vocals on Beltway Sniper right at the start, and even through Most Evil, which is the Fred Harmon song. But by the time you're getting to Come and Get Me Sucker and specifically Butcher Baker, like he's he's his voice has got a bit more oomph behind it. He, he will descend. I'm not saying it's all pure melody. He does have a grit about him yeah. that he will lean into. Um, but that's the... That's the cherry on top of the Sunday, as a like instead of doing it the reverse, mm-hmm. which was how we experienced them before. So I, I love that aspect. Second thing is, I actually think the pace of this album was spot fucking on. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking eight minute songs, six minute songs, seven minute songs. I don't think there's anything really under the six minute mark, except no. the track spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't really any drop off there. 
Like, mm. they're all long songs, which, once again, when you're predicating your music on kind of 70s, bluesy, kind of doomy-style riffs, there's the danger it gets overplayed. Mm. But the beauty of the album, and it's something that Tatsu has, like, a mastery on maybe more comfortably than most musicians in this genre, is I think he knows exactly when to either switch up a riff yep. or just alternate it a little bit. Just yep. add a different, like, change the accent or change the emphasis, yeah. and then you'll get another minute out of that riff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's smart. It's, it's a very, very, very smart approach to writing things, and as a result of that, not only do you get these really memorable riffs, but these riffs play a long time in this album without at any point getting tiresome. Yeah. I, someone that listened to this album three times back-to-back, I know Dave's listened to it four, because he has to outdo me, uh, <laughs> three times back-to-back, I should be feeling fatigue. It's mm. like a fifty-four minute album. I yeah. should be getting to I should be getting to the end of my second listen going, right, that's all for today. But I was, you know, super keen to go back. And the beauty of these tracks is as well is when you get like on Beltway Sniper or Freeway Madness Boogie, we get those um news clips yeah. at the beginning. You're you're just waiting on the riff dropping. <laughs> you're yeah. like, just give me that riff. When it hits you, it's like well, it's kinda like if someone had the biggest joint in the world and took the largest toke on it and then blew it all on your face and you felt <laughs> your lungs. That's kind of what it's like. Yeah. Um, it's, it's it's awesome. We have to talk about the, the, the riffing because... <coughs> See, that's a smoke hitting me. <laughs> we have to talk about it. Um, it's not... This is the thing. This is a difficult thing. I can imagine someone... Someone being ignorant and coming to the release and going, well, they're not really doing anything I haven't heard before. Mm. On paper, you're right. They're mm. not doing anything you haven't heard done before. But I would say, name an album that consistently does it track for track. Mm. Like yeah. the best Doom albums I can think of, notwithstanding, and I'm not the biggest Black Sabbath fan, I know Han, my metal carbon. Um, but Down is always a band I go back to. Like mm. Down for me, like specifically their second album, Dim 2 and Dim 3, or when that kind of doomy, sludgy, smoky sound all came together and they really tapped into that Iomi mm. sound. Um, when I listened to this, like I think of those albums, and there's always the one track that I'm like, oh, that's a bit of filler. Um, or that one's got like three really good riffs. Not too sure about that interlude, but it, you know, it still sounds cool in the long run. Mm. There's not a moment on this album that feels like that. Yeah. So not only does it hang together classic Doom Groove riffing, right? But it manages to consistently keep a high bar of excellence from the opening riff to the close of the last riff on the entire album, mm. which is not easy to do. We've already been spoiled this year. We had Tankzilla that came in earlier on this year. And Tankzilla, for anyone that hasn't listened to it, go and check a review, go and check out the album. Tankzilla was an album of just wall-to-wall banging riffs. Mm. And it was on the kind of doomy, kind of rocky, sludgy side as yeah. well. Um, one, they should tour with these guys. <laughs> that should be like a mega tour. Um, <laughs> but the second thing is, like when I was listening to that, we, we remarked on that, how remarkable that is to have an album where just every riff seems like it gets better. Yeah. And Church of Misery have brought it on in this one. Mm. The production aids everything. This is produced like a fine fucking wine. Mm. Um, this has none of the polish. Mm. It's, it seems old school. It does, very much so, yeah. 
And that just, if anything, that that adds a level of character the album didn't necessarily need mm. because we had all the grooves and all the riffs and all the rest there. But it is almost like the unofficial fifth member of the band yeah. is the production. It yep. just elevates it and just makes everything sit sweet. The levels are fucking spot on. Mm. And that was maybe a bit of a complaint we had with the Sonic Flower stuff is at times it felt like, one was a remaster, so we can kind of let them off, but it kind of felt like there was issues with some of the leveling and the music, fucking spot on perfect. Mm. Um, it's so clean you could eat your dinner off of it. <laughs> it's just, it's absolutely perfect. Mm. And then it just holds, it just holds my attention from start to end. Um, bold statements. Let's let's go. Let's drop. Like, we like to drop a bold statement. Um, I, I I like yourself. Hold Thy Kingdom Scum at such a high level, mm. even though it has a fucking quater mass fucking cover on it you know they flung a cover in there and it's still a fucking excellent album i'm not a guy that particularly enjoys cover songs and albums mm. just release that as a single separately or a yeah. b-side um that's the high benchmark for me mm. um this is better mm. so um and i think a lot of that is to do with the fact that it is weirdly a more positive sounding album yeah. even though it's talking about it does, the yeah. darkest subject matter known to man like mm. people that get off on killing other people um but yeah i think this is i think is i think this is the tits mm. I, I genuinely do and I, I like yourself i'm i'm like i know give me another week with this pr mm. company uh, <laughs> give me another week with this and i'll be able to pull out and cite so much more stuff that i think the band absolutely fucking nails yeah. but on three back-to-back listens I'm in. I think this is. I think this is fucking great. Mm. And the only thing that tortures me, fucking tortures me, is they went out on tour. And they played. They, they they made it to the UK, but they did not make it to Scotland. So, um, and that 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 wounds me so. So, Church of Misery, if you're listening to this, Scotland on the next tour, please. For sure. Dave, okay. you made some bold statements at the start. You, like myself, are Thy Kingdom of Scum. <laughs> Or die. Um, it's, yeah. like, it's, a, it's a way of life. We both got matching tats. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm curious because this one is the happier sounding album. Mm. I know that you have a, a propensity for, for for being a bit glum. You're a moody bastard, this one. Yeah. Um, how did you get on with well, Born Under a Mad Side? Yeah, I was I was the same. Like Thy Kingdom's Come, as I've said, is is my favourite Church of Misery album. Um, and I'd only heard the there was one single released from this uh, Freeway Madness boogie, um, and I was like, yeah, that was I, I really enjoyed it, but I wasn't sure if it was going to be that same level. Um, but what I'll, what I'll say about this album is, as soon as I hit play on this album, to the moment that it finished, I was absolutely locked into this. Like I was so just in that groove with the band. Just like just giving random shouts of fucking yes, just fucking every time a big riff dropped or a groove, I was just like, oh come on, do it again, um, because I felt like they've, they've basically just taken the best parts of sludge, doom, southern metal, stoner, and just like whizzed it up in a blender and just spread it out over seven tracks. Um, if I ask you to geographically point on a map where you think Church of Misery come from, <laughs> is it anywhere near Japan? Nowhere near it. <laughs> nowhere near it um, yeah yeah. it doesn't sound they don't sound like a Japanese band at all but um, weirdly like 
it's, I, I totally see what you're saying. Like, there maybe isn't anything here that you haven't heard done before, but I never felt like they were copying anything else or, no. or even like retreading the same ground going out, going through this album. Um, it has, yeah, sure, it has a similar, similar feel, but each track gives you this slight variation on their sound, whether it's a change in speed, a change of rhythm um, or tone. Um, some of the tracks are just downright filth, where the, the riffs are right in your face and there's you know, they're all about that girth. Um, tracks like Most Evil, which um, which have Fucking a bit... Girth. Jesus Christ, Dave. All the girth. Like, girth. Um, most Evil has has quite a kind of sinister tone to it in the riffs. It's got some of that kind of doomy swagger about the rhythm. And then Murder Castle Blues also has that slight kind of touch of darkness um, to it. Um, and it almost kind of leans into something slightly psychedelic at, at times. Uh, both of those tracks are, as you say, slightly longer with Most Evil mm-hmm. almost like 10 minutes long. But I didn't feel like at any point like they overstayed their welcome at all. I was totally in for the ride um, and the, the the riffs are so good that it really didn't matter how long the tracks were I was like I was more than happy to be waterboarded by riffs for 10 minutes at a time I was like absolutely in on this album the ultimate but- question Dave the ultimate <laughs> question before we move on though is you're a man that an album can be made or, or broken really mm. by the inclusion of the organ well this is true this is true, and I'm going to get to the. And organ. I never mentioned it, but uh-huh. you know, it does. It sneaks in on well, a this, track. This sneaks actually in. segues into the next thing I was going to talk about, yeah. which is that that more upbeat feel that we have on this album, um, which is something that Church of Misery don't really do that much, um, where it gets a little bit more playful, and that, that maybe comes from the the Sonic Flower side of things. But uh, Freeway awesome. Madness Blues um, has a more bluesy kind of feel in the guitar licks, um, a bit more. Bit more of a melodic streak, um, and it's got that kind of up tempo groove in the drums, um, and you, then you've got stuff that's a bit more quirky, like track five, which is spoiler, um, which has this like old retro organ throughout, um, very seventies feeling. But like I can imagine the Manson family killing people <laughs> and writing piggy on the wall while listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, but I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great track, spot on in the album. Um, the, the way that they've kind of they, they sync up the, the organ with the guitars where they're both playing the same thing is really cool and it, it really breaks up the album as well because it's the one track that is slightly different with that organ on it um, a little bit dog fashion disco don't but... even go there um, the album Closer though uh, Butcher Baker, I know you said the most boring serial killer. Well, they've managed, they've, <laughs> you know what, they, like sometimes the most boring material leads to the most impressive art mm-hmm the the riffs on this track fucking <laughs> outstanding save the best for less it is like proper air guitar worthy like I was just in with the band I was I was like the, the fifth member of, of Church of Mitchell. I was just in the there from the band <laughs> yeah. you joined fifth there's member a, there's a moment in that track it's about a minute in where everything just breaks down and it's just a, a guitar on its own yep. playing this big chunky bastard of a riff on its yep. own and it was just like oh the, the hairs on my neck stood up and then the whole band kick in on the on the end of the riff and it's just like i actually i rewound that and replayed that multiple times just because it's so fucking awesome um, I, I want to kind of double up on what you said about the vocalist. Um, you know, obviously, the original vocalist from '95, 
Um, I don't think he was actually on any recordings. I was having to look at their discography, yeah. and I, I don't. I'm not sure. I think the first thing released was like '97. Um, but his his voice is awesome. Like I love Still his tone. Hold my beer in history. Yeah. Hold my <laughs> yes, beer in 1995, <laughs> 2023. Picking it back up. Yeah. Give me the mic. 100. percent Like I, I, I really liked the the vocalist that was on the last album. I think the the last vocalist on the last release. I think it was Scott Carlson from Cathedral. I think because he joined You're the band. You're right. That's right. That's right. Because uh, the one from Thy Kingdom's Come left not long after that tour. Yeah. Um. And I, I think like the two tones are, are are different, but both and both great at what they do. Um, with the new vocalist um, Kazuhiro, he has, as you said, he's got that really nice mix of, of kind of tones to his voice, and um, where it's got a bit of grit, but it's got a really cool kind of melody, kind of under undercurrent to it as well. Um, I think his voice stands out the most out of all the releases they've had. Um, I think he's got. A, a real character to his voice mm-hmm. and and as you said there's memorable moments on this as well from the vocals and the choruses um most evil was the one that really kind of grabbed me as well there's a really nice melody in that as well that was just kind of humming my head like, like, i can see him pointing his mic out yeah and everyone's singing it back and that to me that's the stuff where you're just like all right this is something fucking special yeah yeah they've absolutely nailed the the vocal delivery and the the, the kind of melodies are, are spot on um, also, I think it's worth mentioning that although Tatsu does a lot of the the writing, um, he's a fucking shit hot bass player. Like, yeah. like if you listen to this album, there are moments where he's completely in the pocket and it's just insanely tight with the drums, and it just keeps this kind of enormous groove on the album the whole way through. But then there's moments where things get a little bit more kind of loosey goosey and. Yeah tracks like freeway madness boogie you hear him start to let rip and like he's all up and down the fretboard and it's just like awesome to hear we've we've talked about this many times that's a testament to a really great musician because he is obviously he's writing he's writing the riffs as well maybe not every single riff but he's delivering a lot of what the guitars are playing as well Mm -hmm. so the danger is that you put all your attention on one thing and then you can almost just play the same thing on the bass. Yeah. And that is never, he's never been that way. He's, no. a, he's a really interesting, really smart musician. Um, and that's what makes it stand out because you me- you remember those moments where you're like, oh, what's the fucking bass doing? Yeah. This is going for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I uh, I just want to finish off by saying the, the production on this album, best production I've had. Um, yeah. And and I I love the production on Thy Kingdom Scum and the previous album, but this is very different to the previous two albums. Um, it's it's still got that sludgy, fuzzy kind of heaviness to it, but it's not it's not as um, kind of metallic sounding yeah. um, as um, and then there were none or Thy Kingdom Scum. It's got a real warmth to it. Um, it's very organic, almost like when I was listening, it was like this might have been recorded live because it just feels. Like a, it's got a fluidity to it um, that, that really only comes from recording as a unit. Um, it I reminds might be wrong, me but... of, and I, I go on about this album all the time, so I'll spend two seconds on it. Um, Down Two is my favourite Down album. I mm. think it's, I think it's the absolute tits. Not because it has all the best songs in it. It's not the best for overall songs, but the production on that album is about as close to the perfect production suiting a band sound. In any, in any genre of all time. Mm. And there's a lot of that on here. 
a lot yeah. of that is that you just get the feeling that every room was just full of weed smoke. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, like, is yeah. That, like weed smoke and beer. Um, it's, it's like you, just, you can you can feel it through your ears it's the weirdest thing yeah but it's perfect like yeah. i wouldn't have it any other way no i think it's the most i mean i'm not diluting it by saying it's the most well-rounded but that's how it kind of feels like everything just is sitting perfect on the album yeah. it, it suits the sound so much it's, it is it's very retro feeling but i think they've they've absolutely nailed the production on this um yeah this is this is awesome like this like a long time coming but as you said 100% worth the wait. Stunning album. Um, okay, only one left, one thing left to do, Duncan, and that is throw a score on this motherfucker. Where are we going with the new Church of Misery album? What are you scoring? Born under a mad sign. Five. Um, <laughs> and honest, I'm sick of saying it now. We might as well just get a plaque that I can lift up. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm tired of saying it this year. I know. But I can't stress. This might be, by the June mark, <laughs> the best single year for metal that I can recall. Yeah. Um, I'm giving out fives like I am a man with a white van with puppies trying to get kids in there. <laughs> I mean, you have a puppy, you have a puppy to get in the van. Um, and like, honestly, I I can't think of one thing about this album that I don't like, one thing that I would change, and yep. it's better than my favourite album from the band, which I think I may have scored a five. But yeah. then it was a 4.5, yeah. so there's no way I can go below that. Mm. I think this is better than the debut Sonic Flower album, which I also gave a five to. Mm. Um, yeah, like, the, the, like few times have I heard a mission statement from a band and then listened to the album and went like that. Right, that's accurate. Without mm. thinking, right, you're kind of, yeah. are you? You're yeah. kind of inflating the old ego here. That he delivered everything he said in that mm. and more. Yeah. Um, I can see me burning this album to death this year mm-hmm. and next year and the year after. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a, a testament to fucking incredible writing and musicianship, and it is so good in 2023 to see Church of Misery back doing what very few bands can do and making it sound like it's the easiest thing in the world to do. Mm. So five from this guy. Oh, Duncan. I think Tatsu actually scored this album himself. When he said, I just have the confidence to write better riffs than anybody else. And I just said, Tatsu, you're right, my friend. Um, some some albums do just score themselves, Duncan, and this is one of those albums. I had no second thoughts about scoring this album. I didn't have to ponder on it at all. I was when I got to the end of it, I was like, "Well, there's another five star album this year." <laughs> Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's an easy five, like absolutely hundred percent. No, like. There's nothing about this album that would change. Absolutely nothing. There's, there's nothing. Might be negative. the best Doom album in the best part of a decade. Yeah. And I, I like that's a bold fucking statement to say. Trust me, there's been plenty of amazing albums out there, but I don't think they hold together as as strong as this does. Yeah. Like on every riff, on every track, it's fucking great. Yeah. Oh, Dave. Oh, what are we doing? Church Just of Misery. Um, Everyone's under- get you want a five. You got a fucking five. <laughs> yeah. What's that? You want one? 
Do you like uh, what's his? You, uh, did you ever watch Aliens? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you want some? Do you want some too? That's me giving it fives. <laughs> um, Church of Misery, um, Born Under a Mad Sign, Rise Above Records, 16th of June, mark it in your diary. This album drops and you need to check it out. Um, I'll put some links below in case you're lazy and just want to click some links. Facebook, Bandcamp or whatever. All the links down below. No excuses. Click them. Check this album out. Let us know what you think in the comments below. Uh, that is the review. Um, Church of Misery, last thing. Get to Scotland, man. Come on. Come on, man. We're Stop waiting. fucking around. Um, that is the review. Thanks for checking it out. We'll be back with another review very soon, but until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Oh, 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 o